Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Legacy. 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 This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast with your host, Robert Ortiz. Today, we're going to get a little bit into uh, our new transfer quarterback from Georgia Tech, Lucas Johnson. But before I do that, I have the pleasure of having on one of my former teammates, former Aztecs linebacker, a nine-year NFL veteran, and now Buffalo Bills special teams coordinator, Heath Farwell. What's up, brother? Robert, what's up, man? Glad to be on. Appreciate it, man. Oh, of course, man. You know I had to have you on. Um, right now we are, you know, it's off season, so a lot of recruits are coming to, to San Diego State. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because we have a, a, a transfer quarterback um, coming in. And, you know, he's got a couple years left on, on his, uh, in his eligibility. So, you know, if he ever listens to this, maybe he can he learn from your journey uh, and get a, get a just glimpse at what he's looking, you know, looking, looking forward to at San Diego State. But first, before we get into your journey, I want to talk about how you even got to San Diego State. So first off, you went to Corona High School, grew up in California. Give us a little bit of glimpse of, of Heath Farwell at Corona. <laughs> Goes back a long time. That was a long time ago. When I was like, when I grew I grew up in Corona, California, uh, blue collar town. My dad was a UPS driver. Uh, he actually just retired recently, um, but did it for 35 years. So just kind of blue collar family. I, I wasn't. I was always a pretty good player, a good player, but I was never. Um, you know, I wasn't in the best player on my high school team. I was kind of a late bloomer, I, I would say, in high school. So I really didn't play a ton. Um, you know, I didn't. I played very little as a sophomore. Um, then played a little bit as a junior. You know, played a good amount as a junior, but I wasn't. I wasn't a, a spectacular player. Um, I really didn't come on until about my senior year of high school. So I was kind of a uh, you know late bloomer, kind of didn't get uh, highly recruited. We took a couple of recruiting trips, but when it was all said and done, my one of the main offers I got was San Jose State, and so I, I took that offer, went up there, played my true freshman year. I got exposed to it a lot, and, and we had a good year. We were seven and five that year. I think the the cool thing about it was I got an opportunity to play, and that was one of the reasons why I went there was I knew I could play early on, you know, as a true freshman, and and that was something that was really important to me. I wanted to get out there on the field and play, um, but it just wasn't quite the right the right fit and so I decided I want to kind of get closer to home make it easier on my parents to make it to the game and uh, decided to transfer to uh, to San Diego State and Ted Tolmer was the head coach at the time and had uh, you know recruited me in high school so I, I kind of had a decent feel for them and that um, that program and uh, I remember I'd gone to a bunch of games when I was in, in high school would drive down there um, you know checking out games in, in high school so um, always kind of thought there was a chance I could go to San Diego State, so I decided to transfer. I got I had to sit out that first year, but it was pretty. It was it worked out really really good because I had to sit out because I was transferring anyway. So I used my redshirt year that first year um, that I was down there, and then you know ended up playing the three years after that. And you know we were young, you know we were young playing. A lot of us were sophomores. It was Kirk Morrison, uh, Matt McCoy. Um, those were our, our Steve Larson was another one we had. We just had a bunch of good players. Marvio Underwood, Marvio Underwood was there. There was a bunch of really good players that were all really young. So 
um, try to put it all together and, and play at a high level. We did some good things, but there were some other things we, we'd probably like to have back. We didn't win a ton of games, but, um, you know, we competed every week. And, 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 and I, 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 again, I, some of my best friends are on that, on those teams. And, um, you know, I was fortunate um, out of, after college, you know, kind of same road as high school. I wasn't the, the best player. You know, we had, you know, four guys get drafted, you know, from my senior class. And I didn't even get drafted. So I wasn't even the best player on the team. Um, but, I, you know, I, 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 as I did, it was what I always had done was worked my butt off and, and was able to kind of find a way and find a niche in the NFL and, 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 and the, you know, the rest is history from there. Yeah, for sure. Now, going back to high school, was San Diego State one of the teams that was recruiting you at that time or no? Yeah, you know what? I, it was a late – they came on late. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Charlie Camp. Yeah. Charlie Camp recruited me. Um, he was one of the first guys to recruit me at uh, the University of Idaho. Uh, I remember he came to my to my house back at, you know, this is at Corona High School, came to my house, I think it was, uh, you know, early in my senior year. And then he had transferred to, uh, to uh, San Diego State, you know, short, right before signing day. So it kind of was a late chance to kind of go there, but it, but it was so late I didn't get involved in it and um, just didn't quite work out how, we, how they wanted or I wanted. So then when I go to transfer, he was one of the guys. He was still the linebacker coach. And, and, and so I kind of contacted him after I got my release and said, hey, you guys got an opportunity for me to come down there. And so it all worked out really good. He was So he was a big part in it and, and Ted Tolner. And, uh, you know, obviously we had some coaching change, uh, you know, halfway through that. Um, but, you know, those were the two guys that I really felt comfortable when I was transferring why it would work itself out and it would all work out for the right reasons. Yeah, and, and the fact that you played your, your true freshman year at San Jose State, uh, it kind of helped you when you were transferring that you still had that redshirt year so you could, you know, use that as a, a dead year, you know, because obviously once you transfer, it, it's a rule, correct? Once you transfer, you have to sit out a season? Yeah, I think I think it's the rule, and I don't know I don't know the college rules that well. I believe it's the rule. I think there's some ways to kind of get around it, I think, with the whole graduate transfer stuff. Um, you know, t- transferring now, I feel like it's way more common than it was back when I, you know, when I had done it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, um, you know, even my parents, I remember at the time were, were going, well, what are you doing? You're going to walk away from this, uh, you know, this scholarship and the banking on you think you're going to get, you're going to get a scholarship down there and you don't know what are you doing, you know, but something in my heart said, okay, this is good. You know, this just trust me on this and, and, and go with it and it'll work itself out. And they obviously eventually trusted me and they, they talk about all the time how, that was the best decision I ever did. But at the time they questioned it the whole time, you know, they said, are you sure? I don't know. This isn't, you know, as a parent, you know, my, you know, my parents, you know, did what they could, but you know, the, the, the Ford college and all that was tough. So, or, or would have been tough. So um, I don't, you know, again, they, they were like the sure thing of staying put and the, you know, the comfort of having a scholarship and all that. So it was kind of going on on a limb a little bit and banking on just uh, my relationship with them and, 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 and relying on my ability and trust, you know, my, myself. And so, again, it worked out, you know, I wouldn't have changed it one bit now. And I think, it, you know, obviously my parents would agree. So that's what's cool. It's kind of a cool story now. You know, at the time, they did not think it was a, <laughs> necessarily the right idea. So you, you didn't have an offer once you transferred or it kind of was now, up in there? That's the hardest thing is you can't. You know, you can't talk to anybody. You're, you know, it's all, you know, it's all rule regulated now, rule wise. So you couldn't. You kind of had to go on trust and feel and the relationship I had with those guys. You know, coming out of high school, 
and just trust that it was still there and, and, and you know, and it would work itself out. But you don't know. I mean, you can't, you know, legally you can't talk to them. So nobody was, you know, nothing was committed or anything like that. So it's a tough spot. It's a vulnerable spot that you're in, but you're willing to do that. Now, I don't know the rules now. I don't know how that stuff works out now, but I know when I went through it, that was what I dealt with. Yeah, man. I mean, I know when I – I kind of went through the same thing, not transferring, but coming out of high school, turned down the only scholarship I had, and I chose to walk on at San Diego State with them, with the with kind of that same trust, you know, them telling me I'm going to have a priority walk on, um, and then number two, telling me, you know, you'll be able to earn a scholarship at some point. And it ended up working out and ended up being uh, the better option for me rather than going across the, the United States to South Carolina State and, you know, playing over there. I just knew when I went on my trip there, I knew, you know what, if I come here, I'm probably going to be transferring back out <laughs> to go back to uh, the West Coast. Um, it just – it was beautiful there. It just wasn't for me. And and I, I also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm led by the Spirit. So when I – when that Spirit was telling me this isn't the place for you, I, I listened and – ended up going, uh, you know, like I said, walking on at San Diego State. So for you, though, you actually just showed up. Like, once you got your release, you showed up, and then you talked about it, or you kind of got your release, and then you hit them up like, hey, I'm transferring. <laughs> yeah, I just said, hey, I'm available. What do you think? Okay, let me, you know, that kind of thing. Just reached out, said, okay, what's the availability like? Is there a chance? You know, and I had... Um, you know, other schools kind of in mind of the possibility and reached out to a few handful of contacts I had. Boise State was one of them. Montana was another one. So I had a couple other, uh, you know, possibilities. Um, but when it worked out uh, in, you know, in San Diego, I just felt like it was the best opportunity for me. Um, but, you know, it, I think hearing your story and kind of going off of me, I think the key to it is just trusting that feeling, that gut feeling, I think is the, 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 the moral of the story. I think it's, you know, just trusting what you think is the right move. Some people might think, you know, might think you're crazy at the time, but something told me, something told you, it just wasn't the right move at the time. And, you know, I have to remind my wife all the time, you know, sometimes I'll make it, you know, it's a big decision in my life or our lives on what I should do or, you know, a business move or whatever it is or a career move. And I said, just something tells you to do this. And she, and she always kind of reminds me. You know, whatever you do, it seems to be work out, and you just because you're all—if you go all in, it's just you can make it right, even if it's maybe not the ideal situation at the time. Yep. And speaking of the, speaking of your wife, if you didn't come to San Diego State, you wouldn't have met her. Hey. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> wife Julie, she was a she was a cheerleader at San Diego State, so um, we got to know each other really well in college, and. And uh, fortunate, uh, you know, to, to marry her a few years later, and we got three kids now, and they're growing fast. And uh, you know, she keeps busy with them; she stays at home. Um, she got her degree, got a business degree uh, from San Diego State, but um, and she doesn't, uh, you know, she doesn't get to use it much now. Now she just chases the kids, which is which is harder. Hey, heck, harder yeah. than anything I could ever do. Trust me, oh, I know. I'm daddy daycare by day <laughs> and DJ by night, so I know exactly what that is. Now, when you transferred to San Diego State and you came came in the locker room or came on campus, I'm like, is this Brian Erlocker's little brother? <laughs> I got that. I, I got that for my whole career as in college and in the NFL. I got it all the time, man. That was my uh, my everybody always 
uh, you know, thought that was good. I could have been his, uh, his doppelganger, but I think uh, Brian Urlacher is a lot bigger than I ever, I ever thought about being. He's a, he's a you know, big guy, 6'4", where I'm about 6'1". So, uh, you know, there's a big difference. He was 245 pounds, I believe, and I was about 230, you know, yeah. 220. So um, just a lot smaller, but a smaller version. But he's a heck of a player. So I didn't, uh, I didn't mind when people compared me to him at, at times. Yeah, and he, and he also played offense too, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he played in New Mexico. I believe he played all positions. I mean, I know he played safety. Um, you know, he played all over. So, yeah, he's a, you know, I believe he was a returner at one point. So, yeah, he's just a freak athlete that could run. It was big and fast, and he did everything. Did you ever play offense on any level? In high school. <laughs> what, high school. What position you play? Um, I was a running back. I was a, I played linebacker, and then I played running back. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was a good running back. I was just bigger and faster than most you know most high school kids i'd say uh, i didn't have a career in uh in playing running back i'll say that <laughs> a little too stiff i think well as a as a defender as a defensive player i think you are very outstanding not only a great tackler but very intelligent and from what i see i didn't even realize you were you were kind of a sack man yeah i had a few yeah i mean they it blitz me off the edge. Uh, you know, we used to run an under front. I was a Sam backer. We had two good linebackers, um, Kirk Morrison and Matt McCoy. So really the only chance to get on the field was to play Sam linebacker, which um, probably isn't my prime position to be playing, but it was a chance to get on the field. And, and so I was able to kind of you know, blitz a lot more than, than, uh, than those guys. I was able to get some sacks. Um, so that was kind of, uh, you know, I found a niche to play and get on the field was the key because those two guys were really good, really good players. Great, I should say great uh, former Aztecs. Um, they, those guys are spectacular, and, and, and both of them had, you know, good NFL careers. So um, just to get on the field, that's all. That was my goal. Yeah, for sure. But don't take – hey, you can't take away from yourself too because let's just say <laughs> they weren't there. You would have been that guy. Let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, you had that you, to be honest, you were the, the prototypical linebacker to me. When I looked at you, I was like, man, that dude is a, like, he, when I think linebacker, I think him. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that, that you went on and, and, and did some amazing things in, in, uh, in the NFL speaks to the talent level that you had. Now I've been asking people, what is, uh, you know, just a moment in time that you're just like, man, I'll never forget this. I think uh, well, I had a lot of good moments off the field. You know, we had, we had a great group that, you know, did a, you know, hung out all the time. So I had a lot of moments off the field. But I think my favorite moment on the field was my, uh, my senior year. So in 2005, or sorry, 2004, you know, we were okay. I think we finished the season, you know, five and seven. So not a great season, but we finished. We had a road game uh, at UNOV, and it was a game we probably shouldn't have, you know, we were, I'm sure we were the underdog, and went up there. We had a bunch of fans go up there uh, to, you know, Sam Boyd Stadium, and we pulled off a good win there. And I remember that was, that was I believe, was our last, um, my last road game. And it's just something really cool to have the fans that, that drove out there, you know, or flew, whatever it was. Um, so we had a good crowd there, and we pulled off a good win. I remember celebrating with the fans. Um, you know, uh, just that was that was a special moment to me. I remember because we didn't win enough games, in, in my opinion, as, as you'd like. 
but to get that win, my one of my last games in my career in college was really, really cool. I think that was one of the last memories for me. That's dope. Like I said, there's there's players out there that are that are looking to come to San Diego State, potentially transfer to San Diego State. Is there any just knowledge, wisdom you can drop on them, whether it's a quote, whether it's uh, just your experience as far as what you went through, um, just some encouragement uh, if you have any? Yeah, I mean, I think I think just trust in your gut. I, I, I think that's kind of – we talked about that earlier, but trust in your gut. If, if, if you think this is the place, which I do believe it, and the program, you know, that, uh, that obviously Rocky Long built, Brady Hoke is taking it over and has done a heck of a job. I, I, I coached with Brady a couple years ago. Brady is a good friend of mine. Um, where he's going to bring – you know, he obviously started the program, obviously, before Rocky, then left, and now he circled back. I think the, the program is as good as it's ever been. Um, you know, they're just, I, I enjoy watching them. You know, I, I try to, um, follow them as much as I can. I'm on the East coast now in Buffalo. So it's a little tougher to watch the late games, but, uh, if I don't see the whole game, I try to catch it first thing in the morning, you know, on, on the phone and, uh, you know, just, I, we try to follow the program as much as we can. You know, we go anytime we get together, uh, whether it's at the combine, um, you know, we, we have a group, uh, you know, former Aztecs that all get together and talk San Diego state all the time. You know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell, uh, Ryan Lindley, um, Darren Muji, um, even Brian Stark, who didn't play at San Diego State, but he coached us down there. He's with the Broncos as, a, as one of their uh, you know, pro personnel guys. And, and we get together every year at the Combine and talk San Diego State and have a good time and get together. So we, we're always rooting for, for the Aztecs. And, and, and I, wear, uh, I wear the guys out in my meetings with Aztecs and who they play that week and Show, you know, show the score every week. I, I wear them out. You know, some of these guys are from Alabama and some of these, you know, uh, you know, big time programs. And I, I wear them out with the, how the Aztecs did the week before and, and the matchup. And especially if it's versus, uh, you know, one of one of our guys, uh, you know, teams. You know, if it's uh, another Mountain West team, I make sure they know. Uh, you know, sometimes I even have to put a little money on the team. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been good. A lot of, lot of support uh, for the Aztecs whenever I can. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast. Um, my my goal with this is just to get um, as many people on this, both uh, successful on and off the field, uh, just so that our future generation can look back and listen and, and hear it straight from your mouth, um, you know, your journey and your, your legacy. So I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I hope to have you back on at some point you know, maybe um, after the season or, or whenever is, is good with you. Um, you, you know, just to talk about maybe even the season or, or what's going on in your life. So, uh, again, I appreciate you coming on. Stay blessed, and uh, we'll talk soon. I appreciate it, Robert. Thank you for having me on. Go Aztecs, man. Go Aztecs. Again, that was Heath Farwell. He is now the special teams coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, I appreciate him coming on and sharing his journey. I went to school with with Heath, and we played alongside each other. But there's a lot of times you don't know what somebody went through to get to that point. So it's cool to hear the story. And uh, now I'd like to get into our latest transfer from Georgia Tech, Lucas Johnson. He's a former San Diego prep. Uh, He went to school at Mount Carmel High School uh, where he led his 
team to the Division II state championship uh, game his senior year in 2015. The same year, he was named Palomar League MVP and earned first-team all-region honors. Uh, he was also uh, the starting quarterback for the North squad in the uh, 2016 Blue-Gray All-American Bowl in Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, he was just a obviously a great athlete, great quarterback. I believe he, he played multiple sports. Um, and originally, he committed to San Diego State. Uh, until he switched and went to Georgia Tech. Uh, he is now a 6'3", 220-pound quarterback. And uh, he has two more seasons of eligibility. So it's going to be exciting to see what he can do. Um, he's a real athletic quarterback. He has the ability to avoid pass rushers. He's a playmaker. Most of all, he comes in with some... NCAA college division one experience. So I'm excited, you know, as a, as a wide, former wide receiver, I love seeing, you know, the running backs, Donald Pumphrey and, uh, you know, Washington and uh, Penny do their thing, break records and do all kinds of amazing things. But Hey, we need some receivers to do some of that stuff too. So I'm excited to hopefully get back on track, get the passing game going along with the amazing rushing. I appreciate you tuning in to the Aztec Legacy Podcast. One thing I always want to remind you guys, your legacy is not only about the accolades, the awards, um, the yards, the touchdowns. It's about the journey it took to achieve those things and the, the lives that you've touched in the process. So, Continue growing, continue being great, and uh, always respect the journey. This is Robert Ortiz. This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast. Aztecs for life. Legacy. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.